Hello, and welcome to So Divine Conversations. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our mid-month podcast where Stephanie and I have a discussion. We dig into a topic or a theme that we feel is relevant for the times, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hey, Megan. (laughs) Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yes. So this is our conversation for December. And the theme that we chose is nourishment. How are you nourishing yourself right now? How are you taking care of yourself, especially with all the holiday stress? And also as we continue to negotiate, you know, the that, that pandemic that we're all in. So we're going to talk about nourishment and we have a special guest today. Stephanie, I'll let you do the honors. Yeah, we have a really special guest and we thought about this theme of nourishment. The first person that came to our mind to speak with us about this is Lisa Levine. And Lisa is a certified life and health coach and the owner of Audacious Health and Wellness. She helps women who are approaching midlife to create new and healthy habits in the way they think eat, sleep, and move, empowering them to show up in their lives fully and audaciously. And right around the corner in the new year, Lisa has a new book coming out called Midlife No Crisis, an audacious guide to embracing 50 and beyond. So hello, Lisa. (laughs) Hello, Lisa. Hello, ladies. I'm so thrilled to be here with you guys. I'm so, we're so happy. So we thought we would just start this off really broad. Like we were both really captivated by one of the earlier blog posts that you had written, where you had said about how you developed a bit of a crush on the word nourish over the years. So let's just talk big. Like what is nourish or what is nourishment to you? Well, to me, nourishment is a way that feeds you body, mind, and spirit. Um, I, you know, I, I am a firm believer that those three, I'm, I think you guys are in agreement, those three are a triad and you can separate them out, but they really work best when you're acknowledging all three of them. And so you, you can nourish all three of them. You can nourish them the same, you can nourish them different, but nourish. Yeah. Gosh, I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, Lisa, you know, it's here we are talking about nourishment, and I, I love that you're bringing up body, mind, and spirit, because I think oftentimes, you know, when we think about nourishment, we think about food, and you know, what you're saying is it's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. You know, I actually looked up the definition before we spoke, and I wrote it down, and now it's not in front of me. But essentially, it does talk about sustaining and growing. It so yes, indeed strictly people think about nourishment as far as food. How are you going to nourish, you know, when you have a baby, you're going to nourish the baby so that it grows. But we are always growing. We are always changing. We always need to be fed on all those levels. So nourishment is, yeah, it starts starts small, but it, it it's more, it's so much more than food, but it is about food too. And I would say personally, I think I got into deeper into nourishment and just into coaching and into all the things. Food was a gateway. Into yeah. you know, for me, I want to say food is a gateway into nourishment. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's like that for everybody, but it, it for me, it, it definitely went deeper. Goes deeper. And I- 
I love that you looked up the word too, because I also looked up the word because I'm like that like lover, that wordsmith that I am looking up the etymology and that nourish to word nourish comes from all these other words that meant to swim, to flow, to let flow, to feed, to nurse, to foster, to support, to preserve. Mm. Mm. No. Wow, that just really opens it up, doesn't it? And kind of puts it in this 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 bigger context. So especially right now with the holidays, Lisa, I mean, do you have any thoughts about, you know, I think we're all experiencing a little bit more stress than normal. A little <clears throat> bit. Just a little bit, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And of course that that darn pandemic, right? So Do you have any thoughts about, especially for right now, how can we nourish ourselves or take care of ourselves a little bit better? Maybe give us some ideas on that. Yeah, I would say the first thing that comes to my mind immediately is to is uh, self compassion. And I know that that isn't necessarily what you would think of when you think of nourishment, but you know, when it comes to, I'm trying to look at it from the point of view of somebody who's, you know, it's the holidays and you're immediately thinking like, oh God, I've eat, you know, I'm eating my weight in cookies. I mean, or, or, or I'm so stressed out that all I can do is watch the news right now. And I can't wait until the inauguration or whatever it is. But while you're doing those things, what happens is we tend to, we tend to beat ourselves up about it. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. You know, I, I just, I fell into a vat of hot chocolate or what, or I drank too much, <laughs> whatever it is. So, and we all do that because I think you're right. As far as this time of year, um, we tend to indulge in things that more frequently, you know what I mean? Just, it's like, oh, I'm going to put a little bourbon in my, you know, in my tea tonight. Cause I can, cause it's cold. Cause it's stressful, whatever. So self-compassion comes in because if you're going to do those things, if you're going to choose to do those things, fine, have at it. But but don't then turn around and also beat yourself up about it because that's going to do nothing. And that's going to do the opposite of nourish. Yes. You know, I think about some research that I've seen when you have you do something and then you have this like you know, judgment to yourself, or you create stress for yourself that not, you're like piling on, right? Then you're like creating the stress and your adrenal glands are running. And so actually like physiologically that judgment, right? In and of itself has negative consequences, right? So just like, you know, embrace, this is my action. This is what I'm doing and just be with it, be fully with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love love that, you know, as we're talking about nourishment, we're talking about the self-compassion and that our compassion towards ourself is a form of nurturance. It, yeah. You know, it is a form of taking care of ourselves, right? And it also, as you're talking, Lisa, what's what's coming up to my mind is conscious eating. You know, maybe if you're going to, uh, and I think you might be psychic about the bourbon in the tea. Um, same, same. <laughs> like, like, she got our number, Stephanie, or what, right? <laughs> but, you know, if we're going to do it, to maybe do it, but if we're going to indulge a little bit, to do it consciously, yeah. you know, to say, hey, you know, I'm giving myself permission to treat myself or do something, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Exactly. You know, that is so, so I mean, yeah, have the bourbon in your tea, have, you know, have your favorite cookies. Last night, I mean, I went to town with the latkes and the brisket, let me just tell you, because it was the first night of Monica. Yeah, happy Monica. 
Thank you. And I, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute. It's not something that I do all the time. Um, and you're, you're right, Megan, about the consciousness. You know, one of my favorite teachers and mentors is Janine Roth. I don't know if you're familiar with her. And she has a book called Women, Food, and God. And mm. she, has, um, she has these eating guidelines in the back of it. So it's like, I think there's 10 or 12 of them. And it is one of the main ones is when you're eating, when you're doing that, be fully present for it. And we're so scattered. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but with the pandemic and all of the extra stress, my attention span has gone straight out the window. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, we're, you know, when you're in fight or flight, you're not in rest or digest. You're not paying attention. You're not be being mindful. You're, we're like, I'm going to eat this, but I'm also going to check Twitter. And I'm just going to be also <laughs> thinking about what I'm making for dinner later. And I'll, you know, so that's what I mean. So you're a hundred percent right. I think it is nourishing to be with whatever you're going to do, whatever you're eating. I mean, it's a hard call to say, I'm going to be a hundred percent present every time I eat anything all the time, but rem remembering to keep coming back to that, especially if you're feeling like you're, you know, flagellating yourself for any reason. Yeah, because then sure. not only you're nourishing yourself so much more, I mean, the food itself, right? You absorb it, you digest it, it feeds you, but you're also nourishing yourself too. Like also just being in the moment, that focus on the moment where then you don't, you know, go down all the rabbit hills and go, well, what if this and what if this and all of those worries. So again, going back to that, um, the etymology, right? Like that helps us to support ourselves, preserve ourselves, foster ourselves. Swim you know, in the, the muck. <laughs> yeah, swim in the muck. Right? The compassion, the consciousness. It's really important. Yeah. It's essential, actually. I, I couldn't agree more. And then, you know, I also think it is nourishing at this time of year to let yourself have all the things that make you feel good. I mean, yeah. that, that are evocative. Like, you know, for me, it was brisket and latkes, you know, made my whole house <laughs> smell good. It reminds me of my grandmother. I'm using my mother's recipe for brisket. All that stuff feels nurturing. And so I think it is important to do that. And it is a weird time of year to not be able to do it with your friends and your family, for sure. Yeah, you know, as you're talking again, it's like the ritual. You know, I think part of what I'm missing right now is those holiday rituals with friends and family that are so nourishing. You know what I mean? Where you take the time and you come together and you cook the meal and you make, you know, for us, in my family, it's grandma's stuffing, you know, that stuffing and, mm. you know, that we're we're either having to do that for ourselves or we're not doing with others. And so some of that ritual that we've always created, you know, with friends and family to nourish ourselves is not present in the yeah. same way. And so again, it's forcing us again, or not forcing us, inspiring us to be more present and look at how can I create that sense of ritual for myself? And it may be in a totally new way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, rituals, that's funny because rituals are something that nourish me. I mean, I, I, because again, what with having the crush on the word, I use it a lot. And so I do think that rituals nourish me. And I think that it is, that's a great thing is creating new rituals, whatever that might be. There's, it's never, it's always okay to do that. Always, I think. Anyway, I mean, God what? knows how many rituals have you created over this whole thing? 
Right. That's what I was going to say too, right? Even that notion of what our rituals were. And maybe we didn't even know this year that those things were our rituals. They were our habits. They were our go-tos, right? But you know, when you don't have them, right, when they're upended, and then to have to create new ways of finding sanctity, security, comfort, right, in this world and our lives that have sort of been turned upside down, this whole new notion of creating a ritual and how it can feed and nourish us, you know, and, and what does, and what, you know, I'd say bringing that even bigger, right? Like to the year, even like, what is it that nourishes me? You know, maybe that's sort of, we, we, we stopped in our lives and we're like, wait, I can't do that thing anymore. Like, did that actually really ever nourish me anyway? Or this new way that I've had to pivot, you know, now that I'm creating sort of from that blank slate, if you will, like, you know, does this feed me? You know, does this like, you know, every week Zoom call with whom name the person or does this doing this, does this feed me or does this not? And when yeah. things are so out of our control, like at least with this, we can find a, a modicum of control in terms of, you know, choosing consciously the, the activities that nourish and feed us. I'd be curious if you don't mind, I would love to know what nourishes you right now. Like, what do you feel like is nourishing you guys the most in December? Like what, you know, do tell. <laughs> do tell, do tell. That's such a great question. And I, I, I like that we're taking this into the bigger context of nourishment that's not just food. And I'll just start that by saying, you know, I'm, I live alone. I have my, my little doggy Sophie. And so there is this feeling, especially as we go into the isolation and, you know, our restrictions with COVID continue of this really looking at not becoming isolated and looking at different rituals that I can create for myself, you know, even though I'm kind of alone a bit. And one of the things that I thought about for Christmas is I'll be Zooming with my family, but that I'm going to make myself a really nice meal. I'm going to light candles. I'm going to do a Christmas meditation because one of the things that really nourished me is that ongoing spiritual, taking that time to connect in, being more present to what's going on. I find that really nurturing, but to create something really special for myself, especially on Christmas day. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, I mean, so much, but I'm thinking about like those pockets of connection that I can create, you know, like even yesterday, a friend wrote me and then she's like, do you want to go for a walk? And we like got up early this morning and we went for a walk in the park, right? Just to even have that 45 minute pocket of connection was so nourishing. And the other thing that I'm finding is the things that nourish other people, almost like they're giving me even more nourishment when I can be in action towards that. Like my husband loves so much when I like make a cake, right? Like, and, I was like, <laughs> and you I'm, make very good cakes, Stephanie. I've yeah. learned to make cakes this year, yeah. you know? And so doing that, because I know it is nourishing for another, mm. you know, itself I'm finding is nourishing me in a whole other way than it may have, you know, in years past or even just last year, if I should say. And what about you? Giving us nourishing. That, yeah. That's yeah. great. I love that so stuff. So much, right? I think so too. Well, one of the things for me, and it is a ritual for the last several years, is I make huge batches of granola for my friends, mm. for my family. And so then I feel like I'm nurturing them by giving them a healthy gift, a gift that's mm. made with love. And I'm nurturing myself because... Yes, I am. I'm giving, but I'll, I'm getting to. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to experience the actual giving, but also my house smells so good when I make granola. It's all maple and cinnamon, and it, it's just 
it makes me get in that mood. So that is something that I started doing a few years ago that has become a ritual and the ritual of it nourishes me, the, the all of it, everything about it. And, um, and like you, Stephanie, just walking, I've been getting up and walking very early mm. in the morning, just in the last like two weeks. And I've found that that really nourishes me. I come home and I have a, I mean, I, 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 have a completely different attitude and you know like with with these days that you go oh my god the day is over and now it's dinner and television dinner and television like this yeah. is the same groundhog yeah. day and where does the day go whatever but when i for whatever reason walking in the morning has been has really set the timing of the day to be different so for december i really feel like i'm gonna focus on that um a lot is just walking and and, and it's allowing me to feel like my days are longer and I'm more present. Yeah, for sure. One thing I'd love to talk about too is this, I mean, it seems like it would be our natural way to nourish ourselves and to feed ourselves and to take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves. But this sort of built in for many people, like not giving themselves permission to take care of themselves or feeling like, you know, you know, just sort of bad or about, you know what I mean? Like that de depriving oneself of taking care of oneself. I don't know. Can we sort of like dig around a little bit and explore that a little bit? Totally. I mean, I, my first thought is that um, it's really all about because our minds take over, you know, our brains, which are wired when you, you guys have heard this a million times, your brains are wired for safety. You know, they're wired to keep you from the marauding cannibals in the next town or whatever. <laughs> and that stuff is obviously no longer relevant, but instead of nourishing ourselves, our brains are going, what's going to, what's happening? What's going to happen next? Did I screw something up behind me? You know, I can't think about food right now because I got to get this assignment done. And if mm. I don't clean the house or do whatever it is that I have to do um, for, for my kid, for my husband, usually not for myself, then I'm going to feel I'm going to feel less than, so I'm not going to think about food or I'm just going to grab this, um, you know, this crappy, I don't know, lean cuisine or whatever it is that's going to be fast and I won't have to worry about it. And that then you're, you're not nour nourishing yourself physically or mentally what happens, but it's, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. And I think the other extreme of that, of like not allowing yourself to nourish yourself is maybe the idea of using nourishment, especially with food as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And one of the things, Lisa, you work with like middle-aged women or middle-aged clients. And I was reading this article, I think it was in the New York Times the other day about eating disorders um, with uh, women in midlife. And that so oftentimes when we think about eating disorders, we think about young people and anorexia and bulimia and all that. But actually with all the mental health issues that are really arising during the pandemic, that eating disorders with middle-aged people, especially women, are really on the rise. And this is something maybe we're not talking about. Well, I want to read that article. I haven't seen it. Um, that's interesting. You know, especially for women and in midlife is such a weird time for, for a lot of women because it, it suddenly you get to a point where if you've had kids, maybe they're going. If you haven't had kids, but you've been in the same career for a long time, it's like this thing where you suddenly start to go, holy crap, what am I, what, what, what am I doing? Like, what do I have this amount of time left? What do I really want to do? How do I, who am I? And so amidst all of that, I think as women, we also have this whole, I got to be a good girl, limiting belief. 
And so I think that, um, you know, we start to, I don't know what exactly what kind of eating disorders it focused on, whether it's anorexia or bulimia, or, or actually there's the orthorexia is another one, you know, where orthorexia is where you're trying to eat you're trying to be so healthy that you forget you're not even nourishing yourself. You're overly focused on what the right thing to do is. Um, but I think that that, that good girl limiting belief can get in there and mess with us as middle-aged women, as women of any age, for sure. But I think my clients definitely, the majority of them would say they're using food as a coping mechanism because they have a lot of feelings of, um, I don't know what to do next. You know, what, whether it's, do I want to stay in this marriage? Do I want to stay in this job? Do I want to stay in this town? Who am I? And so what happens is you go for the thing that makes you have that dopamine hit or that will keep it calm for a while. And, um, and that's typically my clients tend to go, you know, over, overindulge. So it's all about coming back to, you know, I, I help them come back to their bodies. I help them come back to what's really happening right now and to notice what the limiting beliefs are so they don't do that or so they can do, they can learn how to stop doing that, I should say. Does that answer your question? I already forget what your question was. No, no, I, I, I think that's great because I think we're looking at the extremes, you know, yeah. the, the, the idea of like undernourishment, overnourishment. But again, I think it all this conversation really comes back to this idea of being present and being present in the body. You know, yeah. as you guys were talking about some of your rituals, I what came to my mind is those feel so um, sensual. Mm-hmm. That you know, nourishment maybe is you know involves all those different senses. It's your body, it's your taste, it's your touch, it's your smell, you know, and really like really looking at that complete picture. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, and I think it also comes back to right the body nourishment is of body, mind, right. and spirit, and giving ourselves permission, like in that larger level, like wait, I am of value, like. I am of essence, right? And to give ourselves permission to feed ourselves in all of those levels. And also too, maybe for feeding ourselves more in like mind and spirit that we then that might help us to like, not necessarily turn to the food for solace, you know, or turn for the food to coping, right? Because we are feeling full and nurtured and supported and, you know, nursed and fostered in all of those, those other, um, things that align with nourishment. Yeah, because I think if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to you turn to that food as that coping mechanism. Right. And and Lisa, you mentioned this in your blog. It's like then you're even eating things you're not really hungry for. And so what Stephanie's saying is, what will feed me now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not eating things that you're not, that don't feed you. Yeah. I mean, often asking yourself, what are you hungry for as far as what do you want to feel? You know, what what are you hungry for? I'm hungry for connection. I'm hungry for peace. I'm hungry for joy. I'm hungry for love, whatever it is. And what can take you, what can feed you, what can get you to that place, to, to that feeling place for sure. Yes, that's so important, right? That sense of like hunger or desire, like in waking that up. You know, like I am hungry to live a life that has this or to do that, right? Because then also like you're standing so much in for yourself and feeding yourself that way. And then lots of other thoughts that are not coming to me right now to be very concise about. But yes, 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 yes to everything that you've both said. Well, I think you're talking about being a self-advocate, right? You're advocating for yourself. And 
Also, I think it's interesting, Stephanie, that you're bringing in that idea of desire, which I think is really powerful because I think sometimes like looking at our desires can be a little bit scary for people. So being able to say, what is it that I really desire right now? And that that also has a connection to to nurturance. Yeah. And, And maybe if what you desire is love, but it's not, you can't have the exact thing that you want in the exact package that you want it. What can you do to get to some version of that feeling? And I think too, like when you're for so much of us, so many of us being home, I mean, I work from home all the time, but a lot of people aren't used to it. And so what'll happen is if people, if we have an uncomfortable feeling or we get into procrastination, whatever it is, it's just easier to wander off into the kitchen and get another handful of cashews <laughs> again and again and again, as opposed to really consciously saying, what, what do I, what am I hungry for? What do I need? And maybe you're hungry for a break. Maybe you need to close the computer and take a walk. Maybe there's a million other things you can be that, that can satisfy you besides the cashews or the cookies or whatever. I think, um, I think it is important to ask that. And also, you know, just to go back to your, to what you were talking about with the eating disorders, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on that, but my, my feeling about that is eating disorders are really about control. And, you know, and that seems, it, it, when I think about nourishing, I don't, control is not in that, in that yeah. bubble. Yeah. It, yeah, it feels no. like they, they are opposed to each other to a degree. It's not about that. It's not about control. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, I love that, Lisa. Thank you. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think control is a big part of that, of that for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I love how but, so many of these things are weaving together, right? Even this notion of like the conscious, like the permission to have that hunger desire, the consciousness, right? That I actually have this hunger for something in my life, right? And then allowing yourself to feed yourself. Yeah. You know, totally. on all in, levels. And in midlife, that is a huge thing because a lot of times women get to a point where they feel like I can't acknowledge this hunger because it would be irresponsible of me to do A, B, or C, or it's too late. I'm too old. I don't have what it takes. I don't know how. There's a million things that come up. And I would imagine they come up for at, at every age, but in midlife, it's really, really there. It's, it's yeah. primal. And so what happens is we... So many of my clients and me before I was, before I went through training, that's kind of how I got there as I was having my own midlife crisis, which was really just a transformation. But, um, but yeah, you you, you feel guilty. You don't know what you, what to do with all those feelings. Absolutely. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I, I, I am finding this conversation very um, nourishing. So I, I, this is so nourishing. Just even having this conversation and, you know, Lisa, you sharing your thoughts and wisdom and Stephanie as always. So um, let's kind of wrap things up here. Just, you know, I'm going to ask Lisa where people, where our listeners can get a hold of you. But before I do that, any final thoughts, any like little little tip that you would give our listeners out there about perhaps how they can better nourish themselves right now? Well, yeah, um, I would come back to what I want is what I said in the beginning, which is be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. That is truly the most nurturing thing I can think of. Be kind to yourself. And if you start to feel like you can't do that, then the next best thing to do is to just stop and take three deep breaths and then Mm. try again to be kind to yourself. 
Beautiful, right? And and in this like holiday season, when we think about gifts, like that's the best (laughs) gift you can give yourself. Like put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. I mean, you can even do it now. Like put your hand on your heart. There is actually, uh, um, and maybe you already know this, but it 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 helps to um, trigger the parasympathetic nervous system when you are putting your hand on your heart to to bring things down. So to nourish yourself, Mm. put your hand on your heart. Take three deep breaths and be kind to yourself. Oh, that's so good, Lisa. That's so good. Oh, well, with that, with that thought, Lisa, um, let our listeners know how they can connect with you. Yes. Well, you can find me on my website, which is at, uh, I am audaciouswellness.com. You can also find me on Instagram. I really have a lot of fun on Instagram. And I recently just changed my name on Instagram to the Lisa Levine because I have this book coming out. And there's a lot of Lisa Levines, ladies, let me just tell you. So I, I am the Lisa Levine. And that's where you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook because um, that's still where a lot of my people hang out. And so I hang out there too. Um, yeah. Come find me. Come engage with me. Ask me questions. I love conversations. Thank you so much for having me. This is like my most favorite thing to do is to have conversations. I love it. Oh my God. This is so wonderful. I'm so thrilled that we had this conversation. So we also, before we end, we want to give some shout outs of gratitude, first of all, to all of you listening, and also to our producers, Nick Patry and Sebastiano Tecchio. Don't forget to check us out on our website at sodivine.us. We are in the midst of writing a really cool, um, how should we say, I'll call it an article for like insights for 2021. So check, check it out and sign up for our newsletter as well, just to keep tabs and all the new things that we have happening. And also big thank you and gratitude to my partner in so divine crime megan megan skinner like so so divine crime and a big shout out to you too stephanie i love you i'm so grateful to you you. and lisa thanks so so much for being a part of this great conversation my pleasure have a very nourishing holiday season both of you very nourishing holiday season and very nourishing beautifully nourishing 2021